You're listening to your MBA podcast with David and Kane. Kane, Kane, Kane! What a wonderful day! Wipe that smile off your face. I can see your windows is open. Life <laughs> is good. Life is good. Oh, how do you know? My camera's off. What's happening? <laughs> Are you guessing? This is exactly. <laughs> your what's window happening. is open. Yeah, it is open. Yeah. How did I you know? know? I saw it because I saw it. Oh. I saw it with my mind's eye. Are you like, are you like tapped into some kind of Chinese spyware and like looking at me from some other camera?、Uh, me and Kyrie, we talk. Okay, we talk. Oh God, I'm not safe. What's happening, Kane?、Uh, what a difference a week makes. Bright and early this morning, you said, "Dave, let's go, let's go. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's do this." Well, actually, I woke up early to watch my Bucks get pummeled by、oh. in preseason in the preseason. Game. Is Tom Brady back? I don't know what the final score is. Tom Brady played one series. They lost twenty-seven ten. We haven't won a single preseason game. Maybe back, yeah. And and we played really well enough in that that drive that Tom Brady is was playing.、Um, Tom Brady's back from burying the dead、uh, UPS driver from his front yard. <laughs> that Antonio、uh, Brown <laughs> buried there <laughs> was chucking rocks at. And、uh, yeah, so Tom Brady's back. Kevin Durant's back.、Um, Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's 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 good to see, yeah see my two franchises succeed for once. So let's try to record as many shows as possible before、uh, Katie changes his mind. <laughs> <In> my, <yeah. laughs> okay, so let's let's cover this. Let's cover this last last episode. We were saying, oh God, like when is this Katie drama going to end? And、mm. almost immediately after, as usual, after we record,、uh, the news came that. KD has requested. Did he request a rescindence of the trade request, or or was it just another meeting? And in that meeting,、um, he made it known that he would want he wants to recommit. That's the word. Recommit back to the Nets、yeah. organization. I wonder what happened because the original story was that they met up in London.、Uh, I don't know if Sean Marks was there, but at least Joe Sy and、uh, Kevin Durant. Met up in London, and、uh, yeah, Kevin Durant reiterated that he wants to be traded. Then I, I don't know, like two weeks later, maybe they met up in LA with、uh, the whole brass、uh, from the Nets organization. Sean Marks was there. Steve Nash even came along.、Uh, you know, took a economy class while you know Sean Marks and Joe Sy flew private. <laughs> Steve Nash is like, "Hey guys, wh-、uh, which airport are you guys landing at?" <laughs> and Joe Sy has like his own hangar. <laughs> uh, don't worry, we'll meet you there, Steve. Steve Nash. Steve, we'll, we'll, meet, we'll meet you there. Oh, poor Steve. Poor Steve. <laughs> okay, go on. Don't worry, Steve. We'll、uh, we'll book a taxi service for you when you get the and then. But Steve was invited for as part of the management group, or was it just to serve coffee again? <laughs> <laughs> no, he was there. He wasn't serving coffee this time. They went, they went full, you know, bougie this time in a nice hotel.、Uh, Steve, Steve Nash had to like find himself.、Um, he had to ask. He had to ask around. He asked. He asked Woj like, "Hey Woj, where are we at?" Like, he was like, I, 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 have no, I have no fucking idea. I have no, I have no intel on the nets. <laughs> he goes, Steve, stop calling me. <laughs> Steve, I, I know, I know nothing. Call Shams. <laughs> Call Shams. <laughs> I don't know shit. I don't know what Kyrie wants. Call Shams. I have no idea. I'm not. I have no inside knowledge on the Nets. Do you think Woj had to block Steve? 
because <laughs> he kept calling him. <laughs> he saw it. He saw him come up and call ID. <laughs> Just like anyway. So yeah, I mean, what a week. To, uh, what a difference a week makes. Last week, uh, Katie, uh, at it seemed, was still at an impasse. Requested that Sean Marks and Steve Nash be fired. And then, yeah, just a couple of days after we recorded, it was like, no, nah, it's all good. Kumbaya. Like, we're, we're, we're going to come back. We're going we're gonna to commit to the season. So, I mean, this is what we've been saying all along, right? Like, KD, oh, that Joe Sai has all the leverage. The Nets have all the leverage. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think you said it perfectly. You got four years in your contract. You're not going anywhere, KD. But take me to the boardroom. Take me back. Kevin Durant goes into the office, Josiah's office in the boardroom, mm. and he's like, "Is this 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 ain't working for me, dog?" <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> nah. He's just, and then, yeah, I mean, it it, it seemed it, it was it was die it was die news anyway. He had requested. He was even Kevin was even floating ideas that he might not report to training camp. So what exactly happened in that boardroom? I mean, we don't we don't know that, right? Because it was we, rumored. Like, Kev, well, yeah, it's rumored because Kevin Durant never officially said on his Twitter, it, despite how active he was, he never requested. Like, literally, he never verbatim said on on anything. Like, using his own account, that mm. um, I want, like, I want out. Like, oh yeah, I I approve of these rumors. They're true. Like, I actually want out. Everything we, I mean, it's obvious. Like, it, it's pretty clear. Like, he was using his, well, what's his name, Rich Kleiman, like as the mouthpiece to represent Kevin Durant and, and all the trade talks. But, you know, when the Nets couldn't get what they wanted, and Nets all along said, like, we're not trading Kevin Durant under any circumstances unless we get exactly what we want. And, look, Rudy Gobert changed the market. Obviously, he got five <laughs> unprotected picks, basically, or somewhat to that to that effect, like five picks. And then that's like, look, if Rudy Gobert, who's, you know, a really good player, right, like defensive player of the year, one of the best defensive players currently and yeah like a pretty good player is getting five picks and Kevin Durant who's in the league of his own top three player top three player currently in NBA's he's not getting traded for anything less like it, at least getting five picks then for Kevin Durant right but what changed term, what, what changed I don't know that's well that's that's why we have to still be on alert because we don't know the reason um, Kevin Durant has rescinded, or Kevin Durant's t- camp has rescinded the trade request. Like, there's no, there's no evidence. Well, there's not even. Re- but also, at the same point, what was the reason he asked for a trade request in the first place? I've got intel on this part. It was Ben okay. Simmons. It was Ben Simmons. It, ben Simmons was not the only reason. It included the fact that it was a bit of a shit show the whole season. Kyrie with- and Kyrie Irving didn't get a contract extension as well, perhaps partially that but it happened already before that right mm. there's a lot of complexities brewing culminating culminating well oh, jesus christ mm. i'm not gonna try that word resulting in ultimately james harden leaving the nets and then we found out later this summer that you know they don't hate each other katie and uh, harden was seen together i think they went on vacation to greece together uh, apparently they just met up together like they were both in europe like they're definitely not enemies by any stretch of any imagination but like they didn't go on holiday together kind of thing they didn't like fly on Josiah's jet together to Greece this was in uh D'Lo and um no this is not D'Lo and Devin Booker Devin like Booker. on a boat together yeah yeah no no way wearing like you know 
writing on wearing the same jerseys, like exchanging jerseys and potentially body ex fluids. Ex oh, okay, we won't talk about that. We won't talk about that. Well, that didn't happen. <laughs> do you think when they were on land, do you think on land they were riding those like, you know, two people bicycles together? You're kind of making me picture. Have you seen uh, Talented Mr. Ripley? <laughs> yes, I, I've seen that. You're making me think of that <laughs> image. Why? Why? Well, they're on the boat, and when they like making out on the boat or something like that. Yeah. Like Matt Damon. Oh, that's what you're making me think of. Like oh, okay. Devin Booker and D'Lo on a boat in a Tuscan under the Tuscan sun. Are you saying um, Devin Booker was making out with Kendall Jenner in the bottom of the boat? And D'Lo peeping in with his little recorder through the windows, <laughs> God. through a little porthole. <laughs> oh God! D'Lo like, you know, I got this. I, I got this. <laughs> I got this. Come on, uh, D'Lo. That's old, old bird. <laughs> I never got that story. Like, I never really got the whole the hate for D'Lo. Like, was was it Nick Young? Nick Young was cheating on his girlfriend. Like, that's way worse than D'Lo recording some, some, like you know, a phone call. I guess the confusion was how it got released. Yeah, exactly. But why would D'Lo get way more heat than someone like cheating on the on the partner? That's like one is one is unfortunate, but the the other is like it's it's on purpose. You know, it's malicious. It's it's emotionally damaging. You know. No, for sure. But it's like locker room stuff, right? So you don't want to be snitching and. I, I can understand it. I can definitely not great, understand it. Not great, but the fact that he got so much heat more than Nick Young cheating on his girlfriend uh, is pretty ridiculous. Like the whole Nick Young thing, like no one even remembers. Yeah, it's mostly D'Lo snitching kind of thing. Exactly. It was, the whole thing was about D'Lo snitching. Mm -mm. He was a rookie as well. He was a rookie as well. So like, you know, he, he, he didn't really know the NBA locker room like protocol probably. Right, right. Um, anyway, let's get back. We got to get back to Katie. How, how do you start talking about D'Lo? Jesus. So what I've heard was that Katie felt the nail in the coffin for Katie in terms of re requesting a trade was the fact that he was under the impression via Sean Marks, maybe Joe Sy, maybe Steve Nash, I don't know, that Ben Simmons would have been was going to be ready for the playoffs at some point. Mm. And after we learned that Ben Simmons, I think the teammates were, not Kevin, but some of the Nets teammates were asking um, uh, Ben Simmons, hey, are you playing game four? And Ben Simmons literally just like left the group chat. I think Kevin was like, no, I'm out. I'm out. Like this team lied to me, essentially. You say we're going to get back a serviceable player for James Harden. And I was okay with that. And the fact that this dude, Ben Simmons, he's so not ready right now. I mean, he's just not mentally here. He can't be playing in the playoffs. He can't even stay in the group chat. He's got like PTSD <laughs> from something. I, I don't know what. But basically, you lied to me. I was misinformed. And I think that was the final nail for, for Katie. That, you know, this type of open communication that he thought he had with the organization was not in fact true. Yeah, I yeah, that's a great theory. I and it, it may be even more than the theory. It might actually be the truth because yeah, that that totally checks out. And I think that's like, I think that works on so many reasons because Katie, yes, we're saying like he's a snake and oh, like why would he just up and all of a sudden ask for a trade? 
but he doesn't want to reveal the true reason because if he did reveal that reason, saying like, oh, James Hunt were actually close and Ben Simmons, you said he was ready, but then he had to get surgery. Like, how did he even pass a physical in the first place? That would be throwing like multiple people under the bus. The training staff, Ben Simmons, James Harden, um, the, the Nets management. That's like throwing a lot of people under the bus. Yeah. And KD just wanted to sit on that and just say, look, I'm, I'm going to do me. I'm going to stay quiet, but I'm going to let my my team handle the, you know, the t- trade talks. And, uh, you know, I, I said what I want. You know, I've said it. You know, it's out there. Just you guys deal with it. And I'm just going to go live my life. And, I, you know, I kind of respect that. But at the same time, like, you have to be... And I think it, he did do this, like, to be honest. But I think at some point you have to be realistic and, and say, like, hey, look, the Nets aren't going to just trade me for a bag of peanuts. Like, it has to be comparable. It has to be fair. Um, no team is just going to like avalanche their team, like just destroy the team just to uh, service a player. No team, like, I mean, we, we can, I can, I guess we can argue about that, but I, I just, I don't really think any NBA franchise would, you know, do that. Um, right? I don't know. People are applauding Josiah, like, oh, great, great for Josiah, like, I'm applauding um, him. Holding firm, like, not, I, I'm too, but what I'm saying is, I, I just don't think any NBA franchise would be that dumb to just give in to the trade request and, and just give him away for... Because you hear the offers out there. Jalen Brown apparently was the best trade offer from the Celtics. That was the best one. Jalen Brown. Brandon Ingram wasn't included. Scotty Barnes was not included in the trade talks. Um, what was the other team? Obviously, Miami weren't willing to provide any players. The best offer was like Duncan Robinson. You hear like Memphis Grizzlies offer. Like they didn't include Dylan Brooks. They include um <laughs> John Moran obviously is untouchable. And then the Suns, like the Suns was like, okay, How well, about we, can't give, we can't we can't trade we can't trade Aiton, obviously, we can't trade Booker, obviously. So um oh how about Bridges and how about Cam Johnson and two first round picks? Like, are you, are you fucking kidding me? Like, did you see what Rudy Gobert just get? And like it's not fair to because the Wolves are willing to overpay for Gobert. Hmm. But at the same time, the Nets are sitting in this situation, like, well, we're not selling KD for two first round picks and Cam Johnson. Like I need way more than that. Like I need a generational, I need a return where I can get at least an all sellable player. Like that's what they said. That's like a Scotty Barnes. That's like a Brandon Ingram. Like Jalen, that's why Jalen Brown was probably the best offer. But That's a Jalen Brown. I, I think the Jalen Brown is pretty good. No, yeah, it's pretty good. But the fact that- they That's probably, a starting point. That's a starting point. That's a starting point. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, picks and they wanted Marcus Smart apparently and, and Time Lord and they weren't, the Celtics were willing to do it. And that's fine. Like at the end of the day, you only offer what you're willing to pay. And every team was not willing to pay or like sell the farm to get Kevin Durant who has already shown that he's not loyal. Like he'll leave your team if he doesn't feel like it's a great fit. And this, uh, yeah, the four years is great. But who, who knows? Because we're, we're kind of giving into this player's trade request and in three years time or two years time even, he could just ask out again and you have to, um, you know, satisfy his trade request. So I think a lot of teams weren't willing to do it. And I, I think it's great that at least in Katie's camp, um, he's willing to recommit to Brooklyn at least at the beginning of the season because his team is like saying, look, the Nets, let's be realistic here. The Nets has had no fair offers on the table. They're just going to go with you. Can you be a good soldier? And Katie's like, yeah, like, you know, like I, I, I've had time over the off season of the summer to travel to have fun to party you know to go to futures or was travis scott's concert and whatnot and i'm cool like 
let's let's do this. But you're right, like Ben Simmons, if something happens like where Ben Simmons still can't play and, and Kyrie Irving is missing every other game and the team as a whole is just struggling and not being cohesive, I totally could see KD like, fuck it, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Like, I'm so out of here. But if they win, start winning games, like all of this is going to be buried in the past and we're just going to chalk up to that crazy summer where KD asked for, just like Kobe. Kobe went on to win two, two champions. I mean, that's the best parallel in terms of the star power asking for a trade. So it was also uh, revealed that the additional guest in that boardroom meeting, by the way, didn't include management uh, Kyrie Irving for some reason. He said that he's part of the management group. It's a co-management relationship. That's what Kyrie said. But Kyrie was not in that meeting, okay? But Josiah's wife was. I found that a bit strange. Oh, she, oh she's a, I think she's technically a co-owner. In a way. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, she might not have an... I think her name is on it, to be honest. Like, sort of like when you buy a house, um, they share as an entity. So, like, Clara, Wu, Sai, and... But I didn't know she was this involved in basketball operations. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of like a power couple in a way. Like, she's pretty accomplished in her own right. And um, in, the, in the New York Liberty games, because Josiah also owns a state... I think he's also the pr- pr- uh, primary owner of the New York Liberty WNBA mm-hmm. team. Um, yeah, she frequently goes and watches the game and stuff like that. And it, even in the last, even in the last playoff game, um, uh, I think the Liberty got eliminated by the Chicago Sky. Um, like the whole Nets team <laughs> were there. Like all, the, like pretty much, you know, all the main players, like not not Katie, Kyrie, but all the other players were there. And Simmons, like Simmons, was I think Simmons. Oh, really? Will be, Simmons has been attending WNBA games um, as part of the Nets. Uh, we're at, is he and, watching? Uh, Do we know with uh, his study? No, Simmons wasn't there. Oh, I don't know if he was watching the game on TV. But um, yeah, a lot of Nest players were there in support. Can we tell if Simmons is watching with uh, underneath his sunglasses? Or is he just like <laughs> sleeping there? Do, do you think like when um, like Google releases smart glasses, there's just going to be a wave of people where they're just pretending to watch, but they're like, you're like, just like, you're on your ph- like sometimes you're watching something, but you're multitasking by being on your phone. I just feel like there's going to be a wave of people like wearing smart glasses and like they're staring at you, but actually staring at the screen in front of them in the glasses. No, 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 no. I I think that'd be, it'd be very obvious, right? Because your eyes will be moving. Your eyeballs will be like darting back and forth. Well, people are already multitasking already. Like, yeah, but you get like some person talking to you and their eyes are like darting back and forth from like you got crazy eyes it's like what the fuck stop uh, looking what, what What are you doing hello uh, person we used to work with I won't I won't um, I won't name him but um, and I I also want to get an Apple watch but he had an Apple watch like this was years ago right when David and I used to work together and uh, was he your boss or just what was he like like technically he, he hired me he hired you also kind of he was like your manager in a way right he was like you kind of reported to him in a way uh yeah oh yeah for sure okay cool so anyway yeah so david's manager and the anytime i would <laughs> ever have a meeting with him anytime i would ever talk to him and he gets like a phone message a notification um and it's like a link to his apple watch he would always like read his Apple Watch first, like read the message, like scroll it with a crowd and like read it. Right. And then he would do the same thing on his phone. He would grab his phone out and read the same <laughs> message. And then yeah, he gets the same message on his on his laptop. <laughs> and then he finds a projector and projects it on screen somewhere. 
I, I kind of get the I get the impulse because like something's buzzing on your on your wrist and you got to read it. Like it's just human nature. You have to read it. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please. But the fact that he's so untrained, like he just had to read it first. Like he's so okay. un like not self aware that like he's talking to somebody. Like it, it's pretty rude, right? Like on a phone, at least it's. It's already pretty rude on your phone, but the fact that he has to double it with a watch, he like looks at a watch first, and then he grabs his phone and reads it again, and, and maybe he types and re-messages back, uh, replies back. So does he message. say like, "Oh, excuse me, let me just take a look at this"? Um, I think. Or does he yeah, just the, like start I, I remember the crown. phone, the watch? No, the watch for sure. Like he'll just like he'll just. Like just like looking at your watch for the time, like he just did that, like without. But but he's scrolling without. on the watch. He's like, this is two he... hand action. I remember him scrolling, but maybe not all the time. Like sometimes he would just flick a glance. Does he bring his arm in front of his face? <laughs> he, he do... No, no. Like you, like, like you're telling the time. He's like he flicks his, he he moves his wrist, so he, he's looking at it, and then he's like, I get, I don't know if he's like always like like touching the watch to read the message, but at least he was like reading it on his watch first. And then I can't remember if he says like, oh, excuse me, I'm like, I'll grab my phone or not. But yeah, just always like he'll read it on his watch and then he'll grab his phone and then like also read read and maybe sometimes type back on his phone. It's just like, like it's very rude enough that someone use, like grabs a phone to read it, but like he has to do, has to do both, has to do the watch and the phone interruption. <laughs> While this is happening, what are you doing? I'm just sitting there. Oh, what do you want me to do? Like, oh, that's incredibly rude. Like, we're talking to each other. Can I read that too? But he does that to everyone. I'm pretty, I've, I've noticed him. I, I've noticed that in meetings. Like, he, he does that to everyone, though. Really? Okay. So this is very insightful. It's kind of like a power move, I think. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So this is actually. This is very valuable for our uh, listeners. Listeners, look, this, is, this show is not just about basketball or the NBA. It's about life. And I think this is a very valuable life lesson. Little things like this, you got to check yourself. You got to check yourself because people notice. Of the Apple uh, glasses, things like that, you can't get away with it because people will notice. I mean, as humans, we pick up on all these little minor cues and you can't hide it around that. But was what I'm saying, like with the... If the smart glasses come out in the future, then you can't really tell if they're looking at you or looking at, at a screen in the glasses. No, classroom. I'm saying you, you can. You can. Even if it's a smart contact because you can... Well, these smart glasses, you mean like sunglasses or like smart glasses? Yeah, like the... Have you not seen? Like, have you not seen the concept of like, like yeah, I've smart seen glasses? The, yeah, I've seen smart glasses, but your eyes will be darting on the screen. Like, you're, you're, you can tell your eyes are darting around. Yeah, I guess so. I, I guess you would tell. I, I just, I guess I, it's, it hasn't happened yet in society, so I'm not trained to know that, like, how that would, interaction would work still. Because when we talk, like, we look at people's faces and eyes, and we can pick up on all these minor cues. So yeah, any yeah. little deviation, we would be able to sense it. You know, if you don't want to pay attention, if you just want to check out of everything, the best approach is to just wear sunnies like Ben Simmons. <laughs> at least people know at least then people know you don't give a shit okay you just don't care <laughs> or just tell people you have mental illness uh, it's a little it's a little bit different if you're a celebrity like it, you can sort of understand like they have to deal with people all the time they uh, like they deserve some privacy once in a while like they don't have to have someone read their face and photograph their face and 
see how they're feeling all the time. Like sometimes you want to just go watch a basketball game without, and not you know, not just Ben Simmons. He's a basketball player, but other other celebrities like bring Sunny's uh, indoors. Like seems seems like an odd move because you're indoors, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of just a, a way to help preserve the privacy a little bit. So I can sort of understand why they do it. Things. It's not like oh, like that person's so rude. He's wearing Sunny's inside. It's like ah, oh, just trying to hide my face a little bit. Give me a break. <laughs> I'm not gonna be a hater, but Why? let me. Why? Because I've this? heard, I've heard. I'm. It's to protect you, Kane. It's actually to protect you. Why can't? Why can't you just? Why can't you just let me be happy? I just want you <laughs> to be happy. You, why can't you just let me have this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be a hater, but there are things floating around that, if the season doesn't go as Katie expects. Oh, that's different. That's different. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not an idiot. Yeah, of course. Right, I right. Totally, okay, good, good. I totally understand that. Yeah, I said that already. Um, if it goes bad, if it goes hideous, and I don't know what the definition of hideous is um, for the Nets, because last season was pretty bad. But you're hope you're hopeful that coronavirus was the main reason that, like, a lot of people blame Kyrie for last season. Ultimately, not you though. Um, be truthful. <laughs> I'm not on trial here. <laughs> I I play the fifth, right? Like, uh, Ky Ky I'll just leave it at this. Kyrie is oh, a man. God. <laughs> he's a man. Are you sure he's a he's man? A, he's. A, uh, not, does he, he know he's, he's a man? A... <laughs> does he know he's man? I'm not sure. <laughs> Look, I'm what's just, a, what's a I'm, I'm just, with an I'm just, I'm just, I'm, just I'm, think, I'm, I'm just thankful that there's no restrictions, um, like that, at least we're perceived that the pandemic is over, um, for the time being, even though the cases are much higher than they were last year, week, or at least two, two years ago when it was even more, uh, restricting, um, it seems like the pandemic is over. We can move on with our lives and mm. Kyrie can return back to the court. And I think uh, Kyrie being away from the team was a big, big strain on the locker room. And Katie and James Harden probably were like friends, but they weren't the best of friends. Kyrie and Kevin Durant are like literally the best of friends, apparently. Um, so I'm hoping that Kyrie being back and Ben Simmons being, like you said, just literally the year before he was injured, the year that, yes, they they got eliminated by the Atlanta Hawks. That season was his best season <laughs> to date. Like, he, he was a monster that season. All NBA. Third team all NBA. First, first team all defense. He, like, the, people like to, people, sh people shitting on, tra uh, on, um, on Ben Simmons, that, and, and rightfully so. And let's just clarify what that means. First team all NBA, that means top five NBA defender. Top five NBA defender. It's top, team. First team all defense, yeah. He was one of the best defenders in the like top five yeah, defenders in the league, yes. Third all NBA team? That means top fifteen player. At least top fifth top twenty. Because it's still positional. So let's just get put that in context. That's what you're getting. That's basically where you're getting back, right? That's all. It's time. also much harder. It's also it's also much harder to be a guard than a forward. There's much mm. there's way more guard like mm. talented guards there are than talented forwards. People are shitting on on Ben Simmons. Yes, that's totally fair. Like I sh I was shitting him too because I didn't like the Sixers, but I like Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons was locking Trey Young down. He was he was not giving Trey Young any room. Like he just his pri 
his primary responsibility was Trey Young, and Trey Young shot like terribly. He was like one game was like four for twenty-four or something. Like, like that was hideous. That's and yeah, because that's what you expect. Ben Simmons is one of the best defenders. He's six ten, six nine, six ten, six eleven, whatever it is, fast as shit. Trey Young is six foot, six foot one at best, and just couldn't do couldn't do anything with Ben Simmons over him. And you want Ben Simmons to be more assertive. You want him to be a better offensive player. But come on, like you would. T- the Nets struggled so much against the Celtics last year when they got swept by the Celtics because everyone on the court was six two and under except Kevin Durant. Now they got a player who can be multi-positional on defense and is 6'10 and is fast as shit and can be a one-man fast break. And you think about him being surrounded by hard... I'm not even talking about like just normal shooters like um, like a Cam Johnson or I can't think of any other players like Jimmy Butler or, or Duncan Robinson. These are like the some of the best shooters in the NBA. Joe Harris, two seasons ago, was had the best three-point percentage in the NBA. Best. Better than Steph Curry. Seth Curry, literally his brother, also very, very good at three-point shooting. <laughs> Kevin Durant, like, not as good as three-point shooting, but, I mean, I mean, he's... he's Automatic. He's, he's, a, he's a sniper. And Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is actually a better three-point shooter than Kevin Durant, three-point percentage-wise. And all these four guys can just, if, if they're just singled up... Um, is going to beat the guy in front of them, at least shoot in front of them. And if they get doubled, if Kevin Durant gets doubled, Ben Simmons is is going to just run in, like run in for like a layup um, in the in the into the paint where he excels offensively. Um, so I just I like I'm not saying that it can't go badly, but and it definitely could definitely could go badly. Ben Simmons picks up an injury. Kyrie Irving's like, nah, I gotta I gotta respect. Uh, you know, people that have died from COVID. I'm going to take a. I'm going to take a hiatus for the season. No, okay. uh, Kevin Durant. You disrespect your owner, Joe Sai. He's building schools in Western China. He's building schools in Western China. You disrespect Joe Sai, and then you you say flippant comments like Kyrie Irving taking time off to, to, in order to recognize the victims of COVID. Wow, wow, that's just that type of person you are. I'm not saying it flippantly. Go ahead. No, I'm saying that's like is what well, I'm not. That's not that's not like a jab at like people who die from COVID or sick from COVID. We know why Kyrie's taking time off because he doesn't want to play. He's fucking lazy. He's, he wanted a contract that says that he only was he was he would only be required to play sixty games, and he said that playing back to back. Allegedly. Uh, okay, allegedly. Okay, quote unquote allegedly. He said that playing back to back games is inhumane. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Go on. Sorry, I got nothing else. I, I, yeah, do you... Just shut up, okay? okay. Stop interrupting me. Sorry. Oh, you know, I finished with this. Like, it can go really badly. It can go hideously, as you, as you said. I like that word. But um, the sky's the limit also. It, it could also go beautifully. And, um, you know, depending on how you look at it, it, it it's like... It's kind of like... I don't know. It's very subjective because you could... You could have been burned before from all these guys and just say, like, it's not going to work. I don't trust them. Um, I don't believe they can win a championship. Because that's it. The floor, the floor has to be a championship. That's, that's the problem here. There's not like, hey, it's a nice story if they make it, make it into, the, into the conference finals. It's like, like no. Like, that's not a nice story. Steve Nash is losing his job if that happens. Hmm. Um, Kevin Durant might request a trade if that happens if they lose in the conference finals. 
or they don't even make the conference finals. Maybe losers, it's it's understandable, but I I think it has to be championship or bust. If you're like a top four team, if you're like if you're like penciled in to go to the conference finals, that means you're one of the favorites to win the finals. I think you've talked me into this once again. I can't believe it. I'm a believer in this team. I mean, the team is dangerous, right? Like, there's no way. I like it. Like, on paper, on paper, there's no way to get around it. There's just no way on paper to say, oh, this team is shit. But, I mean, you know, history often repeats itself. And we don't know the status of Kyrie. We don't know how Ben Simmons, like, how he plays with, like, Ben Simmons' injury. Like, what happens, you know, what happens with that, so... We'll see. I think this is what I was getting at. Because when you were, because we were texting and you were saying all this stuff. And I said, Ben Simmons, games played, zero. And then you came back mm. and like, fuck you. <laughs> I got very angry. You, you uh, attacked me. Remember. You lashed out. You lashed out and attacked me, okay? I don't remember. It was like a blind uh, I, rage, I was I hurt. I, I was hurt. It was blind rage. Yeah, that's right. Probably deserve it. Deserve it. I, I, was, I was a little bit shocked at first. Because any, any, t- or, or if you see our message, text messages i'm like hey it's so happy that uh <laughs> like oh ben simmons is looking good in training camp and you reply some gif like making fun of ben simmons and <laughs> some jab <laughs> like how, how am i supposed to take it you have a very good point there <laughs> i think myself and um i'm gonna give myself a little bit of a uh, an excuse and a bit of leeway here i feel like the media in general and Basketball fans in general enjoy, partly enjoy sort of the drama that's involved in the league. And, you know, when he, six when Ben Simmons was on Sixers, there was just so much drama around that team. Um, the dynamic between Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, whether they were friends as if, you know, they needed to be friends or not. Um, and the fact that, you know, we kind of overlook or ignore the fact that he was locking down Trey Young, who was just cooking that playoffs, Okay. He was cooking, except against Ben Simmons, and instead focused on Ben Simmons not taking shots, or the fact that Ben Simmons passed out an open dunk, or the fact that Doc kind of threw Ben Simmons under the bus, which, again, another player, another team, like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't stand for that. Th- that. That's just a weird thing for a, a coach to say, right? Not necessary for a coach to say. The fact that Ben Simmons might not be a, a championship-level point guard, which is kind of weird. That to me is on par with Magic Johnson, who has a lot of leeway in Lakers, obviously, calling out D'Lo for not being a leader. Right, right. Again, context, that season, Ben Simmons, first All-NBA team, defensive NBA team, third All-NBA team. Yeah. So, yeah, great, great regular season, basically. So, that's what we focus on with Ben Simmons. With Kyrie, don't need to say more. All the drama that's surrounding Kyrie. Uh, Kevin Durant, now people are refocusing on the fact that he's kind of strange, okay, he likes to bounce around, he seems to be, uh, we don't know about the bus driving, or there's something around the bus, right, that that Katie wants, he wants something to do with the bus. <laughs> he wants to ride the bus. He wants to ride the bus? He wants to drive the bus. He's a, he's he wants a driver. to drive the bus, yeah. And we're right on it, uh, we don't know, we don't know. Um, maybe the bus can drive itself. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, maybe have Steve drive the bus <laughs> while he's not serving food. <laughs> while he's not serving food to the players. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Steve. I love you. Okay. 
that's what I think people have been really over-focused on. And to be fair, this is what I've been focused on as well because it's just so interesting. These are interesting stories, interesting reads. But now that you've illustrated for me again, once again, the, the actual roster that's going to be on the court, and assuming that people are healthy, that they're engaged, Kyrie Irving, KD, Ben Simmons, Joe Harris, Seth Curry, the defenders that they added, Bubble MVP. Who's the Bubble MVP again? What's that guy called? TJ Warren. TJ Warren, Bubble MVP. Locker room vet, Patty Mills. Also, Ozzy. Okay, there's a little bit of Ben Simmons connection there. I like that yeah. roster a lot. This is a phenomenal roster. Just the fact you have Ben Simmons playing now along with KD and Kyrie Irving. There's no pressure at all, like you said, for Ben Simmons to shoot. He's like the fifth mm. option for shooting, right? Mm. And now he can mm. facilitate. He can move the ball. He can dribble. Mm. Mm. I just fucking watched Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to have like eight turnovers a game. They couldn't dribble for some reason. Not a problem with Ben Simmons. Not a problem with Ben Simmons. Definitely not a problem with Kyrie Irving. In other words, creative players, creators. It's what LeBron always talks about, wanting creators. And also, by the way, I rate Josiah. Unlike you, I rate Josiah. I like what he's doing in Brooklyn. I like what he's doing with the team. I like what he's doing in Western China, Xinjiang Autonomous Region, building those schools, supporting yeah. supporting vocational education. Yeah, it's LeBron James level shit. All right, let's move to the West Coast now. The LA Lakers. <laughs> you talk about Josiah supporting torture. Okay, the, the, how about the Lakers? How about the Lakers and what they're doing with Westbrook? Not only have they not traded him, now they've brought in Patrick Beverly. <laughs> Do you like the move? I love this move. I love... Okay. Do you like the trade? Do you like the trade? Forget about the move. I like okay. the trade a lot. Because mm. Horton Tucker, his, yep. va- his value has, uh, has dropped like a rock. You know, this is... Uh, this, he went from that Kuzma status of... Yeah. This is a player we got to keep. We can let go of Ingram and D'Lo. We got to keep well, Kuzma. Yeah, they... We got to yeah, keep. They signed to a big contract extension. Exactly, he was the only one that they signed that uh, extension to. They also they they also picked Horton Tucker over uh, Caruso as well, which meant like Caruso had a walk, and they could have paid Caruso less. Caruso wanted to stay with the Lakers for less money, but the Lakers literally could not pay Caruso anything beyond the minimum because they already gave all the money to Taylor Horton Tucker. It screamed of Magic Magic Johnson. I felt like Magic Johnson was. Like, like pivotal for that contract extension. Well, according to Janie, Jeannie Buss, he was still giving her insights and tips. Yeah, so. it's, it screams Magic Johnson, like this dumbass move. Anyway, so yeah, go ahead. Horton Tucker, and then someone else they traded. I don't even know that person. But importantly... He's not important. He's a minimum player. Yeah, not important. In return, they get Patrick Beverly, who's 34 years old, who can't really shoot who really is like more or less a zero, I think, offensively. But yeah. I think importantly, is one of the greatest locker room guys in terms of dog in the locker room, in terms of being 100%. a cheerleader for a team. And I'm saying, cheer, I'm saying cheerleader in the best of ways, right? Yeah, He's going to be yeah, all totally. in. He's going to be all in on the Lakers. Yeah. 
Yeah, I yeah. love that. I love that. And coming always with a chip, a chip on his shoulder. The thing with Russell Westbrook in LA that really bothered me, which I didn't expect, but really bothered me was the fact that he always like come across as is like LA is my hometown, as if LA now owes him something that we should be like fucking stoked that he he's he's chosen us or something. And then he kept talking mm. about how he's he's already proven himself. He doesn't have to prove himself again. Mm. Like, what the fuck mm. is that? Mm. You're shooting like shit. You're shooting like shit. You got to prove yourself again, okay? <laughs> so I didn't like that attitude at all. And I I feel Patrick Beverly is the 180 of that. Always mm. playing with a chip on his mm. shoulder. And especially in playoff time, this guy is going to be mm. rocking. Patrick Beverly definitely got a lot worse last season. Uh, in that playing game, he had like a really, really spirited game. But in that first round against a... Um, uh, Uh, Jab Morant's team the Grizz- mm. against the Grizzlies mm. in that was it a seven game series, um, like they should have won that. They should have won that in four. Uh, they should have won that in five or six. Kept giving up di- double digit leads, mm. and Patrick Beverly not being able to shut Jab Morant like Jab Morant basically being able to do what he wants. Even though Jab Morant in the past has been able to successfully guard Le- like the likes of Kevin Durant, mm. LeBron James uh, for for a time being, like he's been able to shut down like players much much taller than him. But the fact that he just athletically could not stay in front of John Morant, um, I think, just shows to me, yeah, he's of age. Like, yes, he's going to be great locker room guy. Yes, he's going to help improve the um, the emotional makeup of this team. Like, he's not going to take shit from any person, any player on that team that is not giving the more than 100% to the team. Like, he's he's fully invested in the team uh, that he's playing on. He's, he's so loyal to the team. And yeah, he's going to be a great locker room guy, but but yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not I, I know you're not like saying this, but him being the days of him being like an elite defensive perimeter player is gone. Like he, he's not going to provide that. But to be fair, Russell Westbrook has never been an elite perimeter defensive player, even though people like to think he is. And um, oh, he's not a defender. He sucks. I know, I know, but people used to like because he's so athletic mm. and he like he runs fast. People like to think that way. same as same as like Caruso. I think over time I was a little bit wrong in him, but I'm also a bit right that he doesn't really know. Oh, you know, it's not about Caruso. I don't like Caruso that much, but I think he's overrated. And he wanted like he wanted like a multi-year deal from the Lakers, which is totally fair. Like he's a you know he's a basketball player. Like he he needs to get his money. Uh, but from the Lakers' perspective. Do I want to pay Caruso? Yes, 27 in his prime, strong, athletic, but uh, not really like a great basketball player. Or do I want to play Taylor Horn Tucker, who actually has shown flash, like at that time, had shown flashes of being like a pretty talented basketball player, like dribbling on the ball, um, shooting, uh, just general basketball skills. Like I really liked, and he's tall, like six seven. Um, can be like a backup power, uh, point forward type of player, like LeBron James mold. Like, that's that's why that like I could see why the Lakers committed to him um, because they saw flashes like Carl Kuzma in a way. Carl Kuzma, six nine, tall guy, uh, can shoot really well sometimes. Um, you can sort of see those flashes, and uh, yeah, just I guess hasn't worked out for Taylor and Tucker. Hasn't it really improved? And like you said, not on the same timeline as LeBron as well. And Beverly is. Uh, but all these guys are just, I don't know, like plan Bs. Like Kyrie is obviously a plan A. Kyrie is a guy that can 100% help your team improve by being that guy, being an offensive and 
uh, being a great offensive player can facilitate, can dribble the ball, can bring up the ball, can you know help in so many ways. But with the Beverly, with the Russell Westbrook, with Taylor and Tucker, with even Caruso, if that was when they were entertaining him, these guys were all just like side players, like guys that would help LeBron at best, not be able to take over a game sort of thing. I agree with that, but I feel like this move didn't exclude Ward and the the pursuit of Kyrie. It is still possible for Lakers to acquire Kyrie. To get Kyrie, you're going to trade Russell Westbrook and two first. Is that is that what you're saying? Yeah, and I think that's that's an awesome deal for the Nets. Would you rather? Okay, so okay, as a starting lineup, would you rather have a Beverly, Buddy Hield, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Miles Turner? So you're basically trading Russell Westbrook and your two picks for two players, or would you be have have uh, Patrick Beverly, Kyrie Irving, uh, LeBron James, AD, and Thomas Bryant, who they signed in the offseason? I think I'm gonna have to choose the Kyrie route just because Kyrie can can win literally win you a couple of games in the playoffs like by himself. Right. What did you say in text? You said uh, Austin Reeves and like. One first? Yeah, I don't think you even included two first. You just said one first and Austin Reeves. I'm just putting all the combinations because I, I was trying to right, come up with a package. And you were like, just brushing me off. You're like, no, fuck you. <laughs> I think I started those trade combinations before we knew about what hap- what's happening with KD, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just, like, your trade packages got more and more insane. <laughs> well, we didn't know what was happening with KD. Like, bro... Rob Polinka's trade packages is better than your okay. trade packages. <laughs> you know, that's why he gets paid the big bucks and, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm just an NBA uh, insider and consultant, I would say. <laughs> In the same way Magic Johnson is. <laughs> yeah. Just as successful as Magic Johnson. I'm about as, well. as successful as Magic Johnson is what I'm trying You've to say. You've done as many great deals as Magic Johnson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, I would yeah. not personally put myself as top 20, 75 player of all time, but, you know. Well, that's because you're last name ends with Zhang. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's true. Oh, my God. I'm going to be the worst doesn't, doesn't, Your name doesn't, your last name doesn't begin, doesn't go like Aaron or something. Aaron's. He, he's never going to rank me. Okay, he doesn't rank me. Okay, it's okay. I'm going to drop the Z and then I'll be like on his top, top Yeah, list. then you'll be top. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you'll be top, yeah. I just want to give context on that joke. <laughs> Magic Johnson once listed his favorite movies. <laughs> and it was literally just a list of like A to Z movies in alphabetical order. But he didn't say his alphabetical order. It was just like one, two, three. <laughs> and it was all. <laughs> you can see the pattern. Let's, let's be respectful, okay? And give the man his due, please. This is all time great. He also did that same with cities, by the way. Cities. <laughs> he said, this, these are the top, this is my favorite cities in the Ath- world ranked. Athens. And like Brisbane. I think Brisbane was in there. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Los Angeles, New York did, is like in the middle of the list, unfortunately. Uh, Auckland. Zurich. Zurich is the worst city, apparently. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Playing, okay. Playing to Magic Johnson. Right, God bless. God bless him, Magic Johnson. We, we love magic. <laughs> I feel like the Kyrie situation is going to be quite complicated to to LA. I think it would require uh, really bad things to happen on the Nets, and 
I know how that would make you feel. So I think I'm going to. I've. I think I've changed my. Well, they're very rejected. The offer, by the way. Well, they were both rejected, which I don't really quite understand. I feel like Kyrie for two Lakers first. That's like. Well, I think that they knew Katie definitely, but the fact that they kept trying to convince, like, do you, do you know what I mean? Like, if Kyrie left, then it's over. There's no incentive for Katie to stay. But because they kept saying no, Kyrie is not for sale. That kind of gave. Uh, more confident, like gave Katie more confidence. Like, okay, we're trying to keep this together, kind of thing. So, I'm if I'm the last piece of the puzzle, then um, I don't want to be get in the way of us being a great team, sort of thing. I'm going to be very magnanimous and say that uh, to the detriment of my Lakers, I would like to to see Kyrie stay with the Nets. I think I would prefer. I like that combination of the of the Nets, and I like to see you happy. I think you deserve oh, it. Thank you. But honestly, like I know, like it's it's just like it's like kind of Plan B again. Like I agree with you, Kyrie, uh, alongside those guys is a much better um, lineup for the Lakers. But it's not too bad. It's like not too bad of a Plan B. Trade those two first. Trade Russell Westbrook. Get him out of your hair. Get that contract off and get Miles Turner and, and Buddy Hill. They they wanted Buddy Hield all along, and and <laughs> they finally have a chance of, of getting Buddy Hield. Um, who's a he's he's a pretty good like I mean he's more than pretty good. He's a very good shooter, and Miles Turner is the center that can finally give AD a break from playing the center position. AD is like always said like he doesn't want to play center, and Lakers is like no you're playing. LeBron's like you're playing center. <laughs> And Miles Turner is a legit center that can guard fives and, and be physical presence. And, and he's a great rebounder. And that means AD can play um, more on the perimeter. I, I, I think that, you know, that, I think that really helps. And I think that's why they signed Thomas Bryant, who is coming off an ACL. But um, last year with the Wizards, before he got injured, he was playing really well. Like he was like, like he was like a center that was catching alley-oops, like physically imposing, Physical player grabbing rebounds. Like, was he from Washington? Where's he from? Yeah, he was playing in Washington. Yeah, he's playing yeah, Washington. Yeah. yeah, I remember him. Like, he was playing really well until he tore his ACL, um, and that's a serious injury. Right, but that was like really early in the season, so I assume he's all healed up by now. But um, yeah, like he's a great center. But Miles Turner is definitely a much better center and and better offensively as well. And so yeah, I think if you give up those two first, uh, because you know you want to maximize LeBron's. Um, window like championship window. I, I I seriously don't think this is a bad trade. I, I it's not like it makes them favorites, but it's 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 like a good team. Like it makes them really great, strong team with Heald and Turner and AD and LeBron and and. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's a great trade. Um, I would like to see that trade. I feel like that trade is going to probably happen after we record and release the podcast, as <laughs> breaking news usually happens. And I also think it's a phenomenal get for Indiana. Because this is a yeah, yeah, for team sure. that yeah. has that really struggles to draft high because they're never really bad. They don't go in tank mode, which is really respectful, respectable. Um, yeah. And I feel like these two Laker first, they're going to be top ten picks. Mm. Mm. You know, it's not guaranteed, obviously, but you know, th- these are this is like I don't know, twenty twenty seven, yeah, twenty twenty seven, twenty twenty nine. So this will be way off. Probably LeBron's retired by then, I assume. AD, like, God, AD without LeBron, he's like, this is not not even a playoff team, right? Um, No, definitely AD will be gone because his contract will run out by then. 
so we don't know what those, that Laker future holds. And, you know, if the recent past is any indication, well, the Lakers, you know, they literally didn't make the playoffs for like seven years and couldn't attract a single like free agent. That's why I feel like it's a win-win. You help LeBron get, get a better chance of winning the championship. And yeah, the Pacers get two great picks in the future. And who knows, maybe they negotiate down to just one um, future first because because um, Buddy Heal wants out and Miles, and Miles Turner has been he wants out as well uh, not like not as strongly but like you know because that team has a bonus they had Miles Turner they had uh, Karis LeVert they had um, uh, who's that point guard uh, Malcolm Brogdon all of these guys are gone now except Miles Turner he's like the kind of the, the last player from like that, that those 6th 7th seed paces teams so it seems like they want to restart and Miles Turner is like the last guy to go so yeah, maybe they set off for one first as well, depending. You know, we'll see, I guess. Okay, Kane. Um, hey. We've gone very long today. Any final thoughts? Are we going to, like, record if something news happens? Otherwise, we'll just wait till, like, training camp kind of thing. I don't think there will be big news. I think the only possible big news would be Donovan Mitchell. It's Mitchell. And then traded, yeah. we should dedicate an episode talking about how he's overrated. <laughs> but sure, that we'll wait for news of the preseason, which I think is actually going to be interesting because I we're think g- the Knicks are overrating him. Yeah, for sure. But I feel like this preseason in camp is going to be actually really interesting because this is going to be the first time we're going to hopefully see Kyrie and KD and Ben Simmons talk to the media and on the court, hopefully. Mm. Uh, so I feel like there's definitely some interesting story storylines developing for this season, and I'm looking forward to it. Should we make a bet that Kyrie won't be in attendance? He'll be like doing his media interview from his bedroom, like with some kind of like Paul, like Zoom, Paul lighting scenario. It's possible, but actually, I'm most interested in Ben Simmons because we know like Kyrie's not injured. Like I know what I'm getting with Kyrie. Right. Um, I think Ben Simmons is more of the the X factor, so I kind of want to actually hear it, yeah. I want to see him on the court, just playing with like his teammates. Um, you know, despite the fact that I troll Ben Simmons, I feel like I'm a Ben Simmons hater. I do rate his skills for sure. Yeah, interestingly, Ben Simmons has been way more in the public sphere than Kyrie has. Like Kyrie has been playing basketball and doing his own thing, but um, Ben Simmons, even though he hasn't given any interviews per se, he's been much more like uh, uh, like he's been going to the to the public events with the, representing the Brooklyn Nets way more often. Like he's all over the social media. He's at the, um, I don't know what you call them, like the non-mandatory training camp where they've met up, they're training together. Brooklyn Nets are like releasing photos of all the team, like practicing together in Brooklyn. Um, he's been photographed with like Joe Sai, like hanging out at Liberty Games and, you know, like just being around the Nets beat. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, like he he's been around. So like he is definitely not MIA, which what Kyrie was for like the first two months of the off season. Let me leave you with this thought and a bit of learning takeaway from our podcast, which is this: behind every powerful man is a more powerful woman, and in this case, I'm talking about Clara Wu, Clara Wu, Joe Sai's wife. It's funny as like they kept she kept both her last names. Who was the difference between the London meeting and ultimately the lock it in meeting in Brooklyn? <laughs> there is definitely some respect to her for sure. Like she, when she attends, like people are very cordial towards her.
Just it kind of it kind of reminds me of Jay Z and Beyonce when they would like visit games. It's like royalty, Nets royalty. I've got word from my sources that she looked Joe in the eye and said, "I don't want no Kevon. I want Kevin. I want Kevin. Give me Kevin, Joe." <laughs> and that was what sealed Katie's fate in Brooklyn. Katie's not going anywhere. Thank you. For the time being. <laughs> for the time being. Okay. Uh, until next week. Uh, thank you for listening. Please subscribe and rate us yep. the highest rating possible. Thank you. <laughs> Alphabetically. Number A+. Plus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. All right. See ya. Thank you for listening to Your MBA Podcast with David and Kane. If you enjoyed our show, please tweet us at Your MBA Podcast.